you will get out of WeBank as much as you put into it, right? So if you right. really stand up and support them, you're going to find that equal amount of support back, either from the national leadership or from the business owners or the regional leadership. You will get that same amount of support back from them. And that is amazing. Welcome to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground, where we talk about supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity with everyone from academics, historians, and business leaders. With your hosts, Chloe Guidry-Reed and Adam Moore, you'll hear inspiring stories and practical tips for overcoming challenges and gaining insight into supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Higher Ground. Higher Ground is a technology company whose mission is to bridge the wealth gap through access to procurement opportunities. Higher Ground is making the enterprise ecosystem more viable, profitable, and competitive by clearing the path for minority-led, women-led, LGBT-led, and veteran-led small businesses to contribute to the global economy as suppliers to enterprise organizations. For more information on getting started, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E-G-R-O-U-N-D.io. Now on to the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special episode of Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. I'm Adam in studio once again with Chloe Goodry-Reed. And in this episode, we're going to be discussing the history of WeBank, uh, the progress the council has made over time, and our experience at the various conferences. Most notably, we just both got back in from the Atlanta conference, which was last week. Uh, good to see everybody live again, right? And I would just like to say, Thank you to everybody who listens to the show and came by my booth and at least shook my hand. So thank you all very much. That was awesome to meet some of you. And I have a funny story about that here in a minute that I'll, I'll share with everybody. But how about how about for you, Chloe? Glad to be glad to be home. Glad to have experienced it. Glad, glad to be home. Glad to have experienced it. I met some incredible women-owned businesses, and it's just it's it's inspiring to be around so many women that are doing so many amazing things. Especially yeah. being in technology, I don't see a lot of female and women-led entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So to be in that environment was definitely. Just it opened my eyes to the possibilities. And then we talk about that quote, you know, you can't be what you can't see. Seeing some of these women who are 10 to 15 years ahead of me, killing it and working with, you know, effortlessly and growing their teams. It was really inspiring to see them. Yeah, it's definitely one of the more empowering conferences, regardless of your gender, your race yeah. background. It's it's a very empowering conference. I always find myself at least a little bit more energized coming back from that one after getting some sleep, much needed sleep. Yes. Uh, but it yes. was it was a, a good time. It was a good time for sure. But why don't we discuss a little bit of the background of WeBank, right? Yes. We, we, yes. we bring everybody along on these journeys with us and we like to take some time and kind of catch everybody up on, you know, the history of it and to just to understand it. Maybe this is your first time ever hearing WeBank. Well, what does that even stand? I mean, I've had people go, oh, okay, I looked up W-E-B-A-N-K. And I'm like, yep, that is yep. not the organization. <laughs> I only know that, guys, because I made that same mistake when I first entered into this space. I made the exact same search. I can tell you two separate organizations. So WeBank is the Women's Business Enterprise National Council. Ah, uh-huh, there you go. So if you didn't get that, I'm going to repeat it one more time. Okay. It's the Women's Business Enterprise National Council, and right. it was founded in 1997. Okay. Awesome. 
And it's with the goal of really just developing a net, just sort of a national standard mm-hmm. for women-owned businesses and the certification process. Mm-hmm. But, you know, since 1997, the organization has grown to become the largest oh. third-party certifier of women-owned businesses that are owned and controlled and operated by women in the United States. Wow. And they're also leading the way for advocacy for women-owned businesses in corporate and government supply chains. So making sure that policies reflect, you know, the women that are are leading the way and making sure that they are applicable to Mm -hmm. the women-owned businesses. And, you know, I think the other thing is that they are also emerging as just an innovator. Mm, True. In really discovering and developing this next generation of women-owned businesses and making sure that they're creating community and holding spaces for the development of women-owned businesses. That's awesome. And they celebrated a pretty big anniversary, too, this time around, right? I mean, that was all over the place. Yeah, 25 25 years. 25 years, exactly. Exactly. So that is amazing, you know, and it's it's fun to take part in that celebration, uh, you know, hear the history. There was a uh, several different times that they brought some of the original presidents up uh, and talked. And just to see those women was amazing. Um, And just to be able to support and and kind of, like I said, celebrate that was was really a fantastic event this time around. So it was it was a good good one to event. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, this is only my second conference, though. And I know you've attended. And so my first one was in 2019. And then obviously in 2020 and 2021, we have them. Right. And so this was my first one coming back to it. So it was interesting to see how it was from 2019 Mm -hmm. to this year. Mm -hmm. But I'm interested, you know, how have you seen the WeBank conferences change over time? And how has your experience been? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I think uh, one of the things that I have noticed is there's a lot more um, intentionality around the mm. the programming, right? Kind of mm. the, the building the skills business owners need to interact with corporates, to present properly, to address questions and concerns in the marketplace. I thought yeah. that was really good. Uh, there were several sessions this time around that really went after uh, supply chain that type of thing. Yes. A lot of lot of uh, discussion around offshore uh, issues uh, that everybody's facing. Yes. And it does and it affects yeah. small businesses probably at a, a little bit larger um, consequence than than, than big business, even medium businesses. So I think that's one of the things that has changed that I've seen. Uh, you know, there have been several different formats that have been tried to kind of break away from the rinse and repeat. Some have done well, some have yeah. kind of fallen flat, you know, but that's fine. So I'm glad to see that innovation. And that's that's really kind of what I've seen from them. But, you know, the the best part of it and the one thing that has been studied that I've always loved is the networking that goes on inside the WeBank yeah. conferences, right? It's for some reason, one of the easier ones to network in um, that I personally attend as a corporate. So that's been fantastic. But again, the development of their mentoring programs, the development of their kind of young entrepreneurs programs uh, that they have. I love seeing that. And I love seeing the more established WBEs reaching back, taking the younger business owners under their wing and really helping them, right? It's a spirit of collaboration, which is a lot of fun uh, to see develop. I could not agree more. I would say that is one of it's very unique in that aspect mm-hmm. because you can literally like walk up to people and be like hi oh, I'm yeah. such and such and they're yep. like hi you know tell me about your business how can yep. and then the next question is always like how can I be helpful to you yeah, you know and exactly. I absolutely love that yes. about that and I'm like you know 
is this unique to women? Like, are we just like to the chase and want to get involved and Mm want to connect with each other? And, you know, the thing that I love about it is like, you know, a lot of these other networking events, it's like who you know to even be there. Mm -hmm. And someone has to introduce you to someone for them to give you the time of day. And at WeBank, it's not like that at all. Like you can literally spark up a conversation when you're in line, you're getting lunch that day. You can go to one of the dinners that are held on one of the other nights be standing in line with someone on the trade show floor and start a conversation. And then, you know, the next week, I mean, I've had two conversations with several, with um, two of the women that I met last week, and we're going to be collaborating on some stuff. So, I mean, that's how quickly it turns around. And I think when we think about as women-owned businesses and you think about capacity building Mm -hmm. and trying to find other women-owned businesses, the WeBank Conference is an incredible place to get started. It really is. It really is. You know, it is one of those, regardless of your certification, that's like one of the must-go-to conferences, uh, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, Just, I mean, just for those those very reasons there. And I mean, the growth WeBank has had year after year after year is phenomenal. I really wish I had the stance in front of me, but they added like a record number number of corporates over the last year. Really? Yeah, so corporate partners, record number of corporate partners. They hit, oh shoot, I can't remember, but they had a very significant amount of certified women-owned businesses in their membership pool. I think that speaks to the positivity and the support and the growth that our women-owned businesses are experiencing inside this organization, whether at the national yeah. level or engaging their local chapters. So it's been phenomenal. I love that. I love that. So when you think about from a corporate standpoint or a supplier standpoint, you know, what would you say to potential sponsors who are looking to partner with WeBank either by having a presence at the conference or partnering with them as a, as a corporate? What what would you say? How would you encourage them? There's so many positives to being part of WeBank. There really just are. Um, It is, I mean, just being able to sponsor and have your logo up on one of the banners or something like that, you know, that people can see walking in the positive, you know, I always hear my marketing people talk about positive sentiment. The positive sentiment that is built up between tying your brand to the WeBank logo is hugely tremendous, right? There is, like we kind of said at the opening, there's such a positivity around this particular group. Having your brand tied to theirs is an amazing thing, right? Plus, again, I mean, you're just meeting some fabulous women business owners that are just ready to deliver like there's no tomorrow. Uh, So the opportunities you and I, uh, well, I say this. Also to the business owners, right? You will get out of WeBank as much as you put into it, right? So if you right. really stand up and support them, you're going to find that equal amount of support back, either from the national leadership or from the business owners or the regional leadership. You will get that same amount of support back from them. And that is amazing and fantastic, too, as we are all trying to chase some of these numbers out there um, and, and build up our programs and that type of thing. That's that's an ally that you just cannot overlook. So I, I tell people, yeah, get signed up, figure out how you can get behind either the national or the local chapters, get involved, uh, roll up your sleeves, start working with them, because it is definitely a very rewarding experience. Absolutely. Definitely rewarding. Yep. We think about all the positives. Yeah. What are some things that we think that we'd like to see in some conferences moving forward? So in the future and future years, what would be, are there any ideas where you're like, oh, I'd like to 
It's like for them to do this. Yeah, I would love for them to modify the way they did the trade show this year. So here Mm. are my observations from having done umpteen trade shows as a corporate standing in my feet for eight to 10 hours a day at a trade show, right? Yeah. The way that has been done up until this very most recent one here in Atlanta, there was one day that was designated for the trade show, right? And so you just knew that was the day that everything was going to hurt by the end of it because you had been on your feet all day, right? Right. And it's tiring. It's tiring for us. It's tiring for the Weebies because you guys are saying the same pitch and I'm saying the same response, right? I mean, we all know how the (laughs) dance goes down, okay? Let's let's not sugarcoat it. So by, you know, hour seven or eight, you don't remember who you are. You really don't remember who you've talked to. Sometimes you don't even remember what product you're selling or what city you're standing in, right? So you've kind of gone to mush. And I told people, I was like, I could always tell the brand new business developers too by the seventh or eighth hour, right? Because they have been running all day trying to make sure they contacted everybody on the trade show floor, which is darn near an impossibility. By the time Mm. they get to you, you know, they look like they have rabies. They're foaming at the mouth. They can't remember what's going on. They're trying to hand you a business card. They hand you somebody else's business card, not their own, right? But that's only because the trade show, when it ends at, we'll just say six, it's done, right? The trade show is yeah. just done, okay? So it yeah. seemed to me that there was always this kind of really, I'm going to say nervous energy, for lack of a better term, is everybody's trying to get it in, right? Yeah. Having it spread out over three days, I didn't feel like I experienced that this time standing in the booth. Mm-hmm. I didn't. You know, I wasn't tired. Um, the weebies who were trying to pitch me weren't tired. Everybody seemed a little fresher, a little bit kind of more relaxed. Mm. And I was, yeah. I was trying to watch. So I was trying to think. I was like, is this just because we've all learned to be more relaxed from being at home with COVID for two years? This because, <laughs> you know, we all know, oh, if I don't get to them today, I can get to them tomorrow or the next tomorrow. day. Right. right. Um, so I think that was absolutely fantastic. I like splitting the trade show up over three days. Here's yeah. what I would change, though. You know, I would either say the trade show is on or the trade show is off. Right. right. In an effort to allow the corporates to roam and take in some of the training, right? They said, okay, well, you only have to be at the booth two of the three days, and here are the two times we expect you to be at your booth. This other one's optional, right? Right. Well, everybody's still walking the floor. So that means people are coming by our booth, which means we really should probably have some people there because we've paid a lot of money to have that booth sitting there, right? And to not have somebody yeah. man it, oh, I don't know. And I talked to a lot of corporates and they all felt kind of the same way. They're like, I get it. Today was optional, but there's still a lot of foot traffic going yeah. on, right? There's still a lot of people wanting to talk to us and it doesn't feel right just to kind of turn our back and walk out of our booth, right? So I know personally, I didn't get in really any of the extracurricular education that was going on because we had the booth going on at the same time. So right. yeah, that would just be my suggestion. So it's like, okay, if we're going to do trade show, just do trade show. Don't try to do trade show and education going on at the same time. Um Yeah. And yeah, so there's there's kind of my observation. I liked it. I just modified a little bit. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I would say that having this, I think for for me, having mm-hmm. the sessions going on at the same time that people were visiting trade show booths, right? it made it a little challenging to hear. And so- Yes, that's a good point. It was a, yeah, it was a little difficult to- to be able to 
to hear all the speakers because yep. the back, depending on where they were positioned on the trade show floor, some of them were very, very close to right. corporate booths. Oh yeah. Yeah. We had one right behind us. And I would also say, you know, I enjoyed the sessions, um, but there wasn't very much of a buffer time in between the two. And mm-hmm. so if you want to go up and try to have some meaningful conversation with right. the speakers or with people who ask questions from the audience that you were like, Oh, Hey, you know, I'd love to connect with you. Yeah. Oh, I have right. a, you know, a response to that mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. Um, you ended up being late to the next session mm-hmm. because they were pretty much overlapping for the right. most part. Exactly. Yeah, I completely agree with all that. Yeah. So um, I think that that was why they probably decided to use the technology mm-hmm. so that they could hear. Um, and so people, you know. Right. could hear the sound over the trade show. But I also think it goes kind of back to what we've said before on the show is intentionality and making mm-hmm. sure that you're mindful of your audience and your attendees yep. and the demographics. Because a lot of people in our session were struggling to get the technology to work. That, yeah, that was a definite issue. And yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll be honest and see what the lessons learned out of this one. So yeah, yeah. But you know what I love is that, you know, you... You try things out, you right. learn lessons from it, exactly. and you know the best path forward. But I, I think that it's always better to try things mm-hmm. and know than to not and to do right. the same thing I, over yes. and over and over again. There will be yep. mistakes and people will give you grace around that. Exactly. But doing the rinse and repeat, I think people are, are getting a little tired of yeah. that. And there's, you know? Yeah, because there's a danger each way, right? Rinse and repeat, tried yes. and true. We've got the formula down. We know it's not going to break. But then people sit there and go, this is what I just paid all this money to do last year, right? Exactly. Then you sit there and go, okay, we're going to innovate. And then you have some people go, well, why did you do that? Why didn't you go with the old faithful? Because he knew that wasn't going to break. Look at what happened over here. So all that to say is we bank uh, leadership. We feel your pain. Glad we don't have to make some of those decisions. Yes. But you're with a good group and you are with people who understand your mission. Exactly. And And we are here to support it. Exactly. So I think that that's, That's the basis of it is that, you know, like to your point, you've got to come there with what you want to get out of it and make sure that you are intentional about connecting with whoever you want to connect with and being part of the sessions that you want to be a part of. I'm looking forward to seeing what they do in in the coming years as they continue to- It's going to be amazing, I'm sure. Continue to grow, yes. Well, thank you so much for listening and be sure to connect with us on LinkedIn at Chloe Reed and Adam Moore. And if you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and check out previous shows. Please stay tuned for next time. Thank you for listening to Breaking Barriers, Building a Higher Ground. We are grateful for the time you spend with us in participating in these conversations. Please review and rate and share our show as we are focused on growing awareness in the supply chain inclusion and supplier diversity space. If you'd like more information, please visit us at higherground.io. That's H-I-R-E ground dot I-O. Thank you for being here and we look forward to seeing you next week.